This is Brandon Ayuk, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap here today with Byron Lambert, and it is draft week. It's an important time to remind you if you're listening to this podcast and Apple Podcasts, please rate and review there. Uh, if you're watching in on YouTube, if you can give us a comment, a like, a subscribe, that would be greatly appreciated. Uh, we've been told recently, Byron, that the comments go a long way in the YouTube algorithm. So if you leave us a comment, we will respond to you, not because we particularly care to respond, but because we've heard that that's good for the algorithm and we're complete whores to it. Um, Byron, we're going over your top 10 wide receivers today. I've done my top 10 wide receivers. We now have rookie profiles up at rosterwatch.com for our top 27 uh, wide receivers, our top around our top 20 running backs. I'm super proud of the content that we've uh, put out this year at the running back in the wide receiver position. My top 10 rankings are done. Those will go up in the cumulative ranks that we put up at Roster Watch either Wednesday or Thursday before the actual NFL draft. But here on the podcast, we're going to go through your top 10, uh, who just missed it, and G- Jesus Christ, man, how pumped are you for a big week of NFL draft action? Hey, Alex, how's it going, brother? Very fired up to find out where all these rookies land in the next couple of days uh, so we can start uh, getting a beat on all of our fantasy fortunes for Dynasty and for redraft as we, you know, start building all the draft tools looking ahead towards August for for what's going to be a really big fantasy football season this year, Alex. I think people are hungry as ever for, for fantasy. Hey, let me ask you this. Um, I'm getting my mock draft together for the huddle report. I need to get that in tomorrow by midnight. And I'm looking at some of the props online just, just before we get started. Just as long as we're talking wide receivers, I'm trying to put together sort of the sort of the uh, the flow of the first round. Do you go over or under five and a half wideouts in, in, in round one Thursday? As you look over your list, can you? You see, can can you see six of those guys going round one with the different teams that well, have needs? At the, I mean, if there's you go under, it's going to be by an error. I mean, I yeah. probably don't have first round grades on more than five guys, but if you go under, it's going to be probably like right at five. So I say maybe this maybe the safer bet was to take the over. That's obviously going to be. It sounds like Vegas is pretty dialed in on that one. Yeah, five and a half. So th- this is a monster, monster class at the wide receiver position. Like I said, I, w- I went 27 deep in my rankings this year, which is more than I've ever done. And in doing so, I'm having struggles like separating like number 15 from number 16 because they're two players that I kind of like, you know. So getting it down to this top 10 was re- really super hard. I'll be excited to hear how, how you've got it, man. So uh, as, as long as we're here, let's just let's just get to it. Why not tell us your first few that just barely missed 
the top 10 and we'll, we'll, well you make an interesting point there. alex because i evaluate this rookie wide receiver class i mean it looks like it's 2014 all over again i should have pulled up the names that i tweeted out about a week ago from that class i mean but it was what an insane yeah, i mean you just know class that 20 mike evans was. odell beckham sammy Watkins, brandon, brandon cooks, cooks alan robinson uh, Devonte uh, yeah, adams yeah, these guys that were leaving a little bit farther down that you don't really remember along with the guy. I mean, Kelvin Benjamin was a bust, but you know those are the guys that you sort of remember high up towards the top. And Jordan really Matthews. That, I mean, yeah. that was a, yeah. it was an extraordinary long list that went deep into the middle rounds. And, you know, obviously the acclaim with this rookie wide receiver class has gone to the headliners. But you, you make an astute point, Alex. I mean, one of the things that really popped out to me is the quality of the depth of this class from like 10 through 20 or even 15 through 20. I mean, the, 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 those guys are better this year than they have been in past years. I mean, usually those are complete oh. throw throwaways once you're down to number 15, 20 yeah. in the wide receiver rankings. I mean, obviously some of these guys are going to miss that, uh, that are ranked that far down, but I, I you know, we're going to see a couple players come out of the top 15, top 20, you know, that 10 to 20 range that are going to have an impact uh, more so than uh, tr- in traditional years, Alex. So I guess let me give you a couple guys that landed just outside the top 10 here uh, in my rankings. At uh, I, Hold on, hold on. Before you get into that, let me just add, now that we're talking about that, like, let me just, I'd like to ask you, as I'm looking at my 29 or my 2019 wide receiver worksheet, I mean, where would guys like, you know, the guys that were in like the, around wide receiver seven to wide receiver 10 last year, like the, like the miles Boykins or the, you know, the Kelvin Harmons or the Hakeem Butlers, how far down the list would they be this year? It's crazy to think about. Right. I mean, AJ Brown's the only, I mean, AJ Brown, Nikhil Harry, DK Metcalf. I don't even know where, I I mean, AJ Brown would probably be, probably have him at wide receiver three. In the item wide receiver one in that class, I might have a wide receiver three or four in this class. Um, but then you know, Nikhil Harry, DK Metcalf, it's just hard to even picture where I would even have them. You know, I, not that I want to go through that whole exercise, but it's just goes to show, man. Th- this year was tough for ranking them, it was fun for us. Just from a content standpoint, we got to put out a lot, but um, ranking them has been tough, it's been fun, but it's but it's been tough, and, and anyway. <laughs> Back to your back to your uh, all right. So let me give you a couple guys that landed just out my top ten outside of my top ten, Alex. Uh why don't we begin with your guy from the senior bowl? Actually, our wide receiver one on the roster watch all senior bowl team for uh 2020 was Ohio State redshirt senior KJ Hill, six foot tall, 196 pounds. He had an excellent senior bowl. Uh a well, the wide bit- receiver one from the senior bowl was was Denzel Mims. Right. Okay. I mean, Mims is the clear one, but when we were getting right. into all the guys behind that, the ancillary yeah. guys, it was like the KJ Hills, the James Prochets, the Michael the Pittman. Yeah. And by the end of the week, it was, you know, Michael Pittman missed some practice during that week. And so by the end of the week, it was KJ Hill, who is Ohio State's all time leading receiver who'd really emerged as a reliable option. Uh, some of our fears about his athleticism did come to fruition at the combine, but a savvy enough player. We've seen guys like that at the senior bowl that I didn't want to just totally uh, punt on KJ Hill out of Ohio state. 
uh, and uh, dismiss everything we saw at a really quality senior bowl performance. And number 12, Alex, from Kentucky, I have Lynn Bowden Jr., a player that's got a whole hive on Twitter, including guys like Gil Brandt, who are extremely high on Lynn Bowden at 5'11", 204. A lot of folks think he can be a bit of a Randall Cobb uh, when he comes into the league, played a lot of quarterback last year. Uh, and then at number 11, just outside my top 10, Alex, I have the redshirt sophomore at five foot nine, 178 pounds from Penn State, KJ Hamler. Okay, cool. I, I, I can't believe that about KJ Hill. I looked it up. It's true. All time leading, all time receptions leader at, at Ohio State. I had no idea. Um, you and I both That's have an incredible feet, man. I just, That's yeah, an incredible feet. I can't, I, I, I don't know how I didn't know that after doing all these, all these fucking write ups. Um, I have, I have Lynn Bowden Jr. at 12 as as well. And our our top 10s are going to differ from one another already. I, I, I can tell. So let's just get started. Let's go to your number 10, brother. All right. Number 10 prospect that I would call one of the most polarizing wide receiver prospects in this class. And one of the guys that uh, – one of the more difficult guys to put a grade on, put an evaluation on at six foot four. 216 pounds, nine and two eighths inch hands with the real long 34 and one eighths inch arms. He did run about a four, five, five or a four, six at pro day, but just did pitifully in the vertical and the 20 yard shuttle who I'm talking about here is the junior out of Clemson T Higgins coming in as my wide receiver 10 in this rookie class. I know he's much higher on some other folks, uh, lists, Alex, but, uh, that's where he landed for me. I certainly thought he was one of the more difficult evaluations in this class. And I, I've seen other people that are all over the map on this guy. He's my wide receiver 11. Um, I, I wasn't overly impressed with T Higgins. I mean, when I look at his pros, he's got the big catch radius. Uh, he's got the prototypical size of the outside receiver. He has a re- he has really good hands and he tracks the ball. Well, um, he's got the great leaping ability, the good body control on the sidelines, but, uh, you know, I mean, you just feel like he, he, he could probably be, be a little bit more physical for his size. He also doesn't ha- like, like you mentioned, Byron, he just doesn't have the top end speed or the explosiveness. I see T Higgins a little like Colin Johnson. Um, a couple guys with really good body control, very fluid, very big, very tall. They look beastly, but maybe just not as, not as attacking, not as physical as, as you would like. With that being said, this is a this is a really you know this is a really good class and I mean T T Higg I, I I like T Higgins better than I like you know last year like I liked Hakeem Butler or some of those others that we talked about I feel like last year he's like a top six guy um, this year I have him as wide receiver wide receiver eleven and there are conflicting reports about that about that pro day forty time. Um, you know, he has probably agents and minions and friends and whoever else you know, posting on posting videos on Twitter saying it was a four, four, three and things like this. So um, for my evaluation, I just I chalked it up as like a four point five two, you know, just kind of split the split the difference there. I don't think it was a four six. Um, but, yeah, we're not we're not far off on. You, on you don't want to get too underwater on a player like that with that kind of size and range and production coming from a program on Clemson. And you have to remind yourself, I mean, he does flash some big time playmaking ability at times. Oh, generally speaking, without getting too down into the weeds, Alex, I saw a lot of what 
you kind of outlined there, a guy who you wished was a little bit more physical, maybe even a little bit more explosive. At times you wish the hands were a little more reliable. And then, you know, just the, the route running coming out of Clemson, it's just not inspiring compared to some of the other players that I've ranked above them. That said, we have plenty of industry counterparts who, you know, have a have an affinity for T. Higgins. So not a player you want to get too far underwater in, but in who's a your class comp? that's th- who's, this stacked. Corey, Corey Davis. Davis and Mike Williams. Okay, there you go. <laughs> They're a little bit alike. I think he's kind of a poor man's Mike Williams. And Mike Williams has struggled to really become the player that people were hoping that he would become. So But Mike Williams is a good player. That's been a you know, it's been a he's been injured. We've seen Phillip Rivers on the decline. I still like Mike Williams. I would take Mike Williams over T. Higgins any day of the week, Alex. Okay, at even at his nine, age, even, even a dynasty. Oh, yeah. I like okay. Mike Williams. Definitely. We'll, we'll see where T. Higgins lands, man. If he lands with the Packers, he might be taking that back, right? <laughs> Don't want to be too bought into Tyrod Taylor, I suppose. But I yeah. guess the Chargers might take a quarterback here. So we'll just we'll have to see how things – shake out um at number nine in my rookie wide receiver rankings alex another player who has been characterized as one of the more polarizing prospects and difficult evaluations in this class but i'll say this it was harder for me to get him any higher than number nine but a a player you know a player i have some interest in i do think there is some upside here with this player uh, his draft stock has fallen precipitously throughout the process and i'm talking about the junior at six foot one 227 pounds, the nine-inch hands out of Colorado. LaVisca Chenault, a player that uh, we know Pro Days obviously got shut down early this year, but a player I actually got to visit with live and in person early in this draft season before things got entirely shut down with COVID-19. I attended uh, the University of Colorado Pro Day. It was one of the early Pro Days after the Combine up there in Boulder uh, to speak with LaVisca and also to watch the Steven Montez workout. And uh, my interaction with LaVisca seemed like a little bit of an enigmatic dude, (laughs) but I'll say this, man. Was he as weird as Malachi Dupree? uh, Potentially, you know, a little (laughs) bit of a little bit of a little bit of an odd, a little bit of an odd bird, but I will say, you know, he is 21 years old, so he's young. I, I was surprised, though, after visiting with him in person, he may have been wearing his cleats to see that he only measured in at 6'1". Now, I would like to know that 6'1 and how many eights because my impression meeting LaVisca in person is that he is. And I get he's the 227 pounds. That's part of it. But that is a big dude. I mean, I met A.J. Brown in person, who's one of the – you know, one of the common comp, one of the frequently used comps you see for LaVisca Chenault. I met A.J. Brown in person at Ole Miss Pro Day last year, and another guy that was just thick and big. I mean, he had, you know, quads like Barry Sanders, but I, I didn't remember feeling like A.J. Brown towered over me like LaVisca Chenault did. So a big player with a lot of versatility and some playmaking ability uh, coming in at my uh, – Number nine in my rookie wide receiver rankings, Alex. Yeah, well, so he's six feet, five eighths inches, two twenty seven. Um, he gets a lot of comps to Cordero Patterson. I like that because he's just he's just so awesome. Run after catch, running with the ball, <laughs> running with the ball in his hands. Right? Uh, you worry a little bit about the um, 
about the drop-off in production from 2018 to 2019, but he's extremely versatile. He played at the X. He played at the flanker. He played in the slot. Completely fearless. Um, he's a, he, he can he can track the ball well. He could take as a as a sophomore. Completely took over football games. I actually have him ranked. I won't say how, how highly I have him ranked. I have him ranked a good bit higher than you do. Um, I'm a fan of LaVisca Chanel. I've been a fan of him ever since I first saw him at a rivals camp back in like 2017, the spring. Of, no, I'm sorry, the spring of 2016 before his, his senior year in high school, before he even had any offers anywhere. I thought that that was a camp where uh, that was the camp where LaVisca Chanel and Brennan Eagles, both in the, the, the Texas wide receiver, both showed this uncanny ability. to. Just, it was a real windy day up in Dallas. They showed this uncanny ability to adjust to these footballs coming from these, you know, random quarterbacks that they'd never played with before showing up for this open camp. And um, Chennault just even going back then, I said, you know, that guy's got the body control. He has, he has this, um, he's, he's got the big soft hands. He was just a player that I've always, always, always been very interested in. Looks more like a running back when he has the football in his hands than he, than he does a wide receiver. Um, trash man thought that, for that reason, uh, he, he comped him a little bit to an A.J. Brown. What, what do you think? That's the comp of, I have. He's not A.J. I mean, Brown. Frequent, I mean, he is an A.J. Brown, but that's body type, the, the, the potential role he can play. Uh, I think that's a, it's a reasonable comp just at least stylistically and in terms of build. I, I don't think he's the player that A.J. Brown is. But to your point, Alex, I mean, look, the short arms, the smaller hands at nine, in, you know, nine inches. To your point, I really do think Le- – or or his arms short or his arms short because I'm yeah thirty one seven a little bit shorter arm smaller handed than you would prefer especially I was surprised to see those numbers considering he doesn't track the ball like a guy that has the arms that short yeah exactly he, he plays he, he just, bigger than that right and so yeah. I think you make a good point that very easily. Lavisca Chenault could be one of the players that everybody looks back in a couple of years and realizes that they had ranked too low that the industry had gotten too low on LaVisca Chenault, albeit not a perfect prospect and uh, definitely not a can't-miss guy, but certainly plenty of traits there to desire. And we're talking about wide receiver nine, you know, higher for you, but this is a guy that teams can get late. Uh, a lot of appeal there, Alex. Okay. Still still, still, still young and also, I mean, productive. Uh, I just, I think LaVisca Chenault, I, yeah. I, I have him ranked a little bit higher than you have him ranked. Who do you have at number eight? At number eight, at eight? Yeah. yes, it is at number eight in my 2020 rookie wide receiver rankings. At six foot four, 223 pounds, nine and two eighths inch hands, 32 and a half inch arms, uh, burned off the four five two at the NFL Combine. Alex, this was one of my favorite players uh, early in the week of the Senior Bowl. Uh, until he elected to quit participating in practice. And I'm talking about the senior from USC, Michael Pittman, who I thought looked like Kenny Galladay or even a little bit like Mike Williams or Keenan Allen, the way that the Chargers wide receivers play, uh, that style they kind of play with. Uh, I saw a little bit of that in Michael Pittman early in the week. I, I thought from the outset he was kind of giving Denzel Mims a run for his money. But, you know, as, as the week went on, Pittman started to kind of pull up and pull out of participation a little bit of that week. And it, it really gave Mims uh, the opportunity to just finish really, really strong. 
but Michael Pittman out of USC, my wide receiver eight, a guy that, uh, you know, he's got a lot of really good qualities, Alex. So a, a player that I know the industry has also uh, uh, kind of seen a rise in their rankings across the board and over the course of maybe the last month or so. An 86th percentile spark athlete. I mean, he's six foot four, 223 pounds. He is my comp was King Galway as well. I think that you and I both talked about that uh, before. He's, he's, you know, but he's not just this kind of jump ball proficient, good body control guy. Like we saw at the senior bowl, he's a good route runner. You know, he's, he's a good route runner. He comes with NFL pet pedigree. His dad's Mike, his dad's, you know, the just a rocked up. Um, uh, running back and, and and Michael Pittman that played. I did he play for the Bucks? I think the Bucks and the Cardinals. Um, they, the only issues I saw with Pittman is for one, he he you know the speed at four five two is I, I it's good. It's it's not elite you know elite. It's it's not an elite kind of size speed combo, but it's 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 good. And then um, the other thing just. You know, a little bit just on tape, not so much during senior world practices on tape, just stays up a little, stays up a little. He doesn't really dig into his routes at his routes transition point. He stays a little bit high and sometimes he can have trouble separating uh, for those reasons. He sometimes he sometimes separates, you know, with that physicality, with that with that big size, the big catch radius. And he he really does have just such elite sticky hands. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Michael Pittman. I'm I actually have him ranked a little bit lower than you do, but he 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 is he is in my top ten. Of course, if you want our top ten cumulative staff rankings for all these positions, you can find them at rosterwatch.com with a pro membership along with all of our, our uh, tools. You know the bell cheat sheets, the dynasty rookie cheat sheets, which will be out next week after the NFL draft. I'm sure we're all looking forward to that after this. <laughs> This stuff and um, he, anyway, just a ton of. Well, ton of I like what you there, pointed out. I mean, with Pitt, with get Pittman at his size, he was just he, at the Senior Bowl and on film a polished route runner, and even a player that, even though he didn't have the big time speed, you see him get deep on occasion for some bigger plays. I thought he just absolutely destroyed the zone coverage on film, Alex. I came away thinking he could struggle a little more against you know elite cornerback ones who are going to press him up a little bit. So my opinion is Michael Pittman, you know, as a prospect, I look at him as like an NFL wide receiver two potentially with, with, with more upside than that. Like you said, he can separate with physicality, but I do think at a player, his size, uh, he could be more physical than he is. So I kind of, I kind of yeah. thought Michael Pittman, given a guy of his stature was a little bit more. He's a small bit of a pretty boy. He's a, he's a small bit of a pretty boy kind yeah. just, just a little bit. But I mean, th these guys all have a little diva in them, but I, I, I know, I know what you, I thought I he kinda, was a little bit more him. slick than physical yep. for a guy, his size. Right. It's uh, kind of a theme with a few of these guys in this class. Right. Sure is. Okay, coming in at number seven in my wide receiver rankings at five foot eleven, uh, it was two hundred and six pounds at the combine, but a reported one hundred and ninety eight pounds at his uh, self manufactured pro day. Uh, nine and four eighths inch hands, thirty one and three eighths inch arms, four four seven at the combine. He was reporting sub four three at his pro day, so I gave him a, a four three five to four four at his pro day here. A uh, 42-inch vertical, though, and 138 inches on the broad jump. Uh, the three-cone and the 20-yard shuttle certainly left a lot to be desired at the NFL Combine, Alex, but I'm talking about the junior 
out of TCU at number seven, Jalen Rager. Uh, in terms of my comps for him, I have Will Fuller, Marquise Goodwin, Ted Ginn, John Brown, Nicole Hardman, and Philip Dorsett. Uh, so obviously an explosive player that can, with strong hands, that can show some big time, you know, explosive catch radius, but also some inconsistent hands at times. And, you know, when you see that Gil Brandt has talked to his father, I believe it's Monte Rager, apparently on multiple occasions about seeing if he can get Jalen to switch to cornerback in the NFL. Uh, you know that that concerns me a little bit there, uh, but uh, Jalen Rager has kind of been up and down boards throughout the process, Alex. But in the end, he ends up at wide receiver seven uh, in my rankings. Little higher for me, um, not not much though. I I, I have him at six. Um, the you know, he's got the NFL pedigree. My comp is funny. His comp at the combine, he said that he's a mix of Debo Samuel and Tyreek Hill, which would be the like the best receiver in the NFL if that was the case. I'm not sure that Jalen Rager's there, but you know, he had he had bad quarterback play at TCU uh, last year. Everybody who watched saw it. I, I mean, you've seen a guy just during his career though, who's uh, an, another guy going back to the time that he was being re- recruited. He's just a very very explosive kid. When you just when, when you see him out there, he's got. He's got great long speed. I think he's faster than that whatever he tested, 447 that he tested at. Great open field vision. He's a great returner. You know, he's a 94th percentile spark athlete. I mean, he's a 98th percentile broad jump, 97th percentile vertical jump. Um, the, even and the best other thing too, he's kind of he's kind of big. You know, he's a 70 72nd percentile uh, in the in the bench press as well. So he's 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 one of these big strong guys. The thing is though, he he even admits he only ran a post and a go in, in college. He does not have a diverse route tree. He does not have a diverse skill set. Uh, and also, you know, the, the drops, I don't know the number of drops, but watch any game. He do like, there's a, there, the, he, he doesn't have very, de, very dependable hands, but he, he is a stick of dynamite as an athlete. 20% of his teams receptions, 25% of his teams receiving yards, 33% of his teams receiving touchdowns at TCU. And just you know, all the uh, you know all the different honors from the from the Big Twelve Conference and everything like that uh, here from the 2019 season. I think that he is. Uh, I think he's. I think he's really. I think he's a really good prospect. You know, but if he falls outside my top five, but I, I, I think he's a really good prospect. It's a really good class. Well, especially as the way teams. I mean, Al Davis would be proud in the NFL coming. Full circle back to just coveting <laughs> pure pure speed from a schematic perspective. I mean, these some yeah, of these coaches do. just really really value it. And you know, I, I would point out to you, Alex. I you know, I thought his route tree was somewhat limited at TCU, but I, I thought Rager was a pretty good route runner, considering and also for his size, like you mentioned, a pretty physical player. So the hands are concerned there, and that's obviously a red flag for any premier uh, wide receiver prospect. But Jalen Rager's got enough. Enough good traits going for him that I think he's a player we'll see go pretty early on. Hopefully, I would imagine probably on Friday uh, is is what I would expect, Alex. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So coming in at number six in my rookie wide receiver rankings at six foot tall, 205 pounds, nine and six inch hands, the very long 33 and a half inch arms, 
an unofficial four or five at the combine and an eye popping 40 inch uh, vertical as well. I can see why a lot of the scouts have him graded higher than his predecessor uh, in last year's class. There's a lot of Sammy Watkins here, Alex, and the senior out of Arizona State, Brandon Ayuk. I also see a little bit of Christian Kirk and a bit of, and, a, and a dash of Odell Beckham when I'm grading this player, a versatile player who can really line up in the slot. I think he can play some outside. You can put him at flanker, uh, a good route runner that's, uh, you know, reliably handed and certainly has some playmaking ability. I, I left my evaluations understanding exactly why NFL circles are so high on Brandon Ayuk. 81 inch wingspan. Can you believe it when you look at his, I mean, that's a pterodactyl. I mean, that is a pterodactyl for a guy that's 5'11 and three quarter inches for him to have 10 inch hands and an 81 inch wingspan. is just gnarly, dude. That is, it, it, it really is. So um, he's got the elite yards after catch, the elite open field vision, the, you know, the way that the way that we like out of these guys that are really good kick returners. I have him ranked a, uh, right around where, where you have him ranked. How much does it worry you that he basically was a two star recruit coming out? Uh, only had he's kind of a one year wonder, late breakout age. Also, I mean, a few body more body catches than you would like for a guy with 10 inch hands. Um, and the four five was quite as fast as I was. He plays a little bit faster than four five, but even with that being said, I believe he was, uh, as far as the rest of his tests, um, let's see. Brandon Ayuk, a 90th percentile spark athlete overall based on the combine. Do you worry at all about one-year wonder stuff or Juco turned kind of late breakout issue? I mean, I think those items combined with the quality at the top of the class are what keep him out of the top five. But when you look at the guys in his rear view mirror ranked below him, I mean, nobody has a clean slate. All of these guys have some issues. And the fact is on tape. There's going to be one guy. Brandon Ayuk is a – more natural receiver than guys like Jalen Rager and, you know, even Michael Pittman and LaVisca Chenault and T Higgins and and the rest of that group. And from my perspective, I don't think he's more natural. I don't think he's more natural than, than, than than Pittman, not from a hands, not, not from a hands perspective. Really? He's a, I mean, he's just a, he's a more agile route runner though. You can you okay, say that's but, but I mean, just, you can say, as far as ball skills, as far as ball skills. Okay, well, I mean, Michael Pitt, Pittman is Pittman a six foot four, two hundred twenty three pound guy. I mean, I expect maybe he has little, little bit softer hands though, and smaller. His, well, but his his hands are smaller. Like I mean, Brandon Ayuk is going to wait. He looks like a guy who's going to make a lot more big plays than Michael Pittman, and he's a versatile player. I think he looks I, pretty I, natural. I, that could be true. Pretty, pretty, pretty natural. And obviously, these are guys that I have ranked within a couple of spots, and you can make an argument argument either way. I just, I just think that the NFL is going to want the more versatile player with the big hands and the long arms that has a little bit more big playability. And also, you know, you know, we do our own evaluations, and we stand steadfast by them. I, I don't have any fear of going out on a limb annually with. Uh, you know, with my evaluations oh, and I, I often I am, but there's some industry intelligence that's always built in. And I think it's fair to say that the industry, the NFL circles, everything we've heard coming out is that folks in the know are very high on Brandon. We're Iuke. too low on Iuk. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I, there's, there's one player who I know is not going to be in your top five. 
that I can't believe isn't even in your top like 15 that you haven't, we haven't talked about yet. I can, and you didn't even mention him as being just outside that I have up kind of high here, but we'll see. Maybe you do. I don't know. I can't see it happening though. I can't see it happening. Well, we'll just have to Should see. Should I just tell you who it is? <laughs> Should I tell you who it is? Uh, what about Brian Edwards? Where, where do you have Brian Edwards? I like Brian Edwards a whole lot. I had him right. Actually, I had a really tough decision between basically between Hamler, Bowden, KJ Hill, and Brian Edwards. I thought I could, those four could have gone in any order for me. I mean, it's, I, you could make an argument you like Brian Edwards more than T. Higgins as a natural receiver. So that's, he has about upward mobility to 11 for me. I don't think Edwards could any way really crack my top. 10. I mean, I wouldn't hate somebody who argued for him over Chenault, but I'd say Edwards has a little bit of upward mobility, in in my opinion. I worry he's a little bit of a lumbering player, you know, a little bit lumbering out there. It concerns me. You know, we've seen the Dorio Green Beckhams and the guys like that in years past. And, uh, but there's certainly a lot of, appeal to brian edwards profile and this is what we're saying when we say the class goes 15 20 deep like you you've got to bury a guy or two that you like just by default really so i get it um, yeah i get it it's just the only one i was like i was like i was starting to think like well where's brian edwards gonna where's brian edwards gonna fit in because because my biggest decision this draft season with these wide receivers or not my biggest but one of my biggest has been it's continued to be brandon Ayuk or brian edwards so um, I kind of, uh, those are two guys. I ended up going with Ayuk over Edwards, but I, I have both the, I have Ayuk a little lower than you, and Edwards a, a little higher. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, that was a, it was a difficult group for me to sort through, like number eleven through fifteen. So Edwards is right in the pocket there with guys like Higgins and Hamler and Bowden and KJ Hill for me. And certainly, I can understand people who haven't ranked higher. And a, another player, I wouldn't be surprised if we find out like. Uh, Maybe some of us had him ranked uh, too low. I was just a little bit, you know, we didn't get the athletic testing on Brian Edwards, unfortunately. And he shows a lot of good traits on film. I just, I, I worry a little bit about his, him being a little bit he of a could lumbering not be ready. player at the NFL level. I, just, I, don't, I don't think he's lumbering, but I, 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 do, I think that it's fine to be worried if he's got a, foot, a mysterious foot that nobody can get good medical on right now. Um, let's get into your top five. I didn't know. I also didn't think I always saw Brian Edwards use as much of his range as maybe I would have liked to. I mean, he, he makes obviously plenty of big plays. Okay. To let's get into the top five and my 2020 rookie wide receiver rankings. Obviously this is pre-draft Alex. We're so excited to find out in just a few days where all of these guys land, uh, at number five, uh, coming in at six foot one, 202 pounds with nine and one eight cents hands, 33-inch arms, burned the 4.43 at the NFL Combine and put up the respectable 37.5-inch vert and a reasonable 126-inch broad. This is the wide receiver that I have dubbed as the most in vogue player in the class, and that's the junior out of LSU, Justin Jefferson. Why do I say he's the most in vogue player in this class? It's because he's a big slot, and big slots are – that's all the rave in the NFL. That's such an in vogue uh, archetype. Uh, it's an, it's an in vogue uh, profile right now in the NFL. And Justin Jefferson is a great example of a big slot. I know, uh, I saw a guy, you know, I saw a little Juju Smith Schuster to him. I've seen comps of Greg Jennings and Stevie Johnson. 
I think he's a much more natural player than a guy like Nelson Aguilar, but I see some of that there in terms of how he could potentially be uh, used. So I, Justin Jefferson, uh, 14.6 yards uh, per catch, a 51% college dominator, uh, the explosive athletic profile with long arms. Uh, I saw a few drops on tape. I'd like to uh, see him clean up, Alex. They weren't. They weren't. Uh, but he didn't, I mean, he he caught he caught eighty three percent of his catchable targets in twenty nineteen. Like I don't think that the drops were in it. I I know the drop. I I can think about a couple drops too, but I don't think that they were as frequent. Um, I, I don't I don't worry I don't worry about his hands. What I do worry about is do you do you think he can, he can play outside? And it no, seems I like we got our boy. Is 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 is, is Michael well, Yeager? Do I think he can is this, play outside? Is, is this is this is 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 this Eagles fan Michael Yeager? Eagles fan 35 on, on Twitter. I think it is. I believe so. Cause he, cause Eagles fans always talk about Clemson. So is Michael Yeager, Michael Yeager, Eagles fan. He is, um, I just wonder what Eagles fans are going to think if they get Justin Jefferson, a guy that seems like he's going to play. I mean, can he play outside? I'm putting together my mock and I'm like, the do, problem do is we don't know. Play outside. I mean, I think maybe he can because he's a good receiver. He's got sufficient height, but you just don't know. You really just don't know. So, I mean, you don't want to. He certainly wasn't the alpha on his own team. J- J- Jamar Chase is younger than him and was to the To me, alpha. that's why Jefferson and Ayuk actually graded pretty closely for me. I saw Ayuk as a guy who's just flat out got more experience across the formation than Jefferson is, and I see it on tape that he can be, be moved around. But like I said, I'm not sure that matters so much because that's such an in vogue role in the NFL, that big slot, that being a specialist like that I think actually plays to Jeff- Justin Jefferson's advantage, at least here in terms of his where he's going to be drafted and as it translates early in the NFL because, look, you're not going to cover Justin Jefferson with a safety or a linebacker. It's going to take a good – uh, nickel corner to do that. He's going to be a tough matchup in the slot out of the gate. Now, is, does he have some, are there some limitations because he may not ever uh, move outside? Maybe, but this day and age, especially in terms of fantasy, there's plenty of room for production and big time volume out of the slot, Alex. So Justin Jefferson, my number five wide receiver, the junior out of LSU in this year's rookie class. Almost 800 of his receiving yards last year. Justin Jefferson last year had 1,540 receiving yards. 800 of them came on crossing routes and in routes. He, it's that's he's a he's a vol, he's a volume player. He's what our boy Matt Kelly would call a bit of a compiler. Um, I just I, the fact that he ran the four four three or whatever to me was was what really opened my eyes and said, well, wait, wait, you know, this was a two star athlete that seemed like a compiler. But now it's looking like he's a you know an 82nd percentile spark athlete that runs a four four three. Can he play outside? Um, it's why he's not ranked higher, I guess. But just what he, what he, what he was able to do in that offense, and you know, within even within the context of basically the best offense we've seen ever in my life at, at the college football level, he he was a key cog in it, even if he wasn't the alpha for the way that Jamar Chase was. I mean, it sounds like he's almost certainly a lock to be a first-round pick. So, Justin Jefferson, going to get plenty of – I just don't know if he's a fit for the Eagles. I don't know if he's a fit for the Eagles. And even Eagles fan in, in, on, on, in the Periscope comments, he said they, they, they need a field stretcher with DJX being hurt often. I think a field stretcher opens up – I, I just – I don't think 
I'm not sure that that's Justin Jefferson's mo here. I like Ayuk and I don't. I just, I, I just because I just they need know. to replenish their entire receiving course. I think Ayuk gives them some versatility. They may be. Oh, yeah. They I may like feel that. a little bit burned going in on our Sega White side last year. It's like you know I could see them maybe looking to a more versatile player that's got a little bit more juice uh, this year. Alex <laughs> certainly Carson Wentz needs a couple more weapons there to go with those tight ends as it looks like Alshon Jeffrey and uh, Deshaun Jackson are those guys are getting close to going the way Dust. of the Dodo bird. All right. Here's the big one right <laughs> here four. coming in at number four in my rookie wide receiver rankings at six foot three, 207 pounds, nine and three eighths inch hands, 33 and seven eighths inch arms, an absolute blazing four, three, eight, at the NFL Combine, Alex, you referenced him earlier in the show. Our number one wide receiver from the Senior Bowl this year, Denzel Mims, the Baylor, uh, the senior out of Baylor, who absolutely dominated the entire week of the Senior Bowl. By the time we left, we were thinking, man, he looks a little like Chris Godwin or Allen Robinson, or maybe he's got heck, maybe he's got a little Devontae Parker or even Kenny Galladay to him as well. I mean, Portland Sutton, uh, Mims just checked, you know. To sound cliche, at the risk of sounding cliche, he's checked every single box throughout the draft process. And then you meet the kid, and he's just, you know, an extraordinarily good kid. And what did I tell you guys from the stands at the Senior Bowl, Alex? I I mean, I I looked at you guys. I said, if Denzel Mims runs sub 4-5, I mean, sub 4-5-5 at the NFL Combine, like, this is a guy that's going to be squarely on everybody's radar. Yeah, wheels up. Then he comes out and – blazes just an eye-popping 438 and has just been a meteoric riser across the industry on everyone's boards and you just you know you see a guy that can play the outside he can run the intermediate the shorter routes uh i mean he just he's he's just a heck of a player man and look we always say it the, the best way to evaluate nfl prospects as they project to the nfl is to evaluate them against other NFL prospects to scout them against other NFL players. And that's absolutely exactly what we get to do every year at the senior bowl. Those are all NFL players out there. Now they might be cornerback threes and cornerback fours. Some of them might be cornerback twos. So I, 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 you know, if I wouldn't blame you, if you had concern about Denzel Mims in terms of, is he going to be able to come to the league, be a bona fide wide receiver one and, and be able to, to take down, you know, uh, some of the league's best cornerbacks. I'm not sure I'm there yet on Denzel Mims, but I know he comes into the league being able to dominate lesser defensive backs. And with that kind of speed and that kind of production coming out of Baylor and uh, everything we've seen along with that, uh, that uh, size and range profile, Alex, it was just Denzel Mims just with a big, big grade in my model and very, very excited uh, to see where he lands. Just a uh, just a huge catch radius. Uh, just the the body control, the aggression at the at the catch point. You know, we're talking about a former track basketball, baseball athlete, high school quarterback. I mean, it's 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 everything that you want. And and one of these players, I going coming in the senior bowl, I wasn't expecting it. But every year, this every year, there's somebody that's just like, holy shit, like wow. That guy's just dom- that guy's dominating everybody. You know, he he looks better than everybody else. And that was Denzel Mims uh, this year. And 
He's actually, I've, I've been ranked exactly as highly as you do. And it's one of the evaluations I'm most comfortable with. I know people were worried about him being a boom bust prospect. I, I mean, I can, I guess I can understand it. Um, the production did kind of creep up there in one year and he's had a massive, like you said, like a meteoric rise through, through draft season. It's kind of weird for that to happen to a guy that, um, a guy that's not coming out as a, as a junior that's been in college for all, for all four years. But I, I got to see it all week at the senior bowl. Right. And then I even said, I, I mean, I said, we set our mark. We said four, five, five. If he can, if, if that's what he is, if he's faster than that, we got to start really taking this guy seriously. This isn't just a trash man favorite anymore. The guy goes and runs a four, three, eight. I mean, whoa, what am I supposed to, what am I supposed to do? I like, I have everything I need there for my evaluation. And he's he's a 95th percentile spark athlete, and that's just a fast I enough love, time where you just have to take everybody's takes. You say he didn't play fast on film, and you got to throw it. You have just, to throw it in the trash. Say, if he was a four yeah, five, you got to say what four, the fuck are you watching? Four five flat, maybe, but at four three eight, you just you can't. There's a point where it's just so far beyond the threshold that you just you, you can't overlook it, Alex. And the other threshold that he went far beyond, very impressive, was the six. 0.66 second three cone for Denzel Mims. That's ex- that's outstanding. That's an outstanding time in the three that's cone, he especially corner, for he, he can corner man. Like he can he can he can he can he can run these routes. He gets in and out of his breaks. Like we saw it over and over again. Like he he has he has the change of direction the the requisite change of direction ability that you would look to in a true number one in the National Football League. Yeah, I had Denzel Speed, Mims. Quick-footed, quick-footed and agile for his size, solid run after catch, good out of his breaks. And the thing that really stuck out to me versus somebody, say, like a Michael Pittman, Alex, is Denzel Mims won a lot more on film versus press than somebody like Michael Pittman. That's not to say that Pittman can't do it, but Mims got lined Mm -hmm. up a lot against press and did very, very well in those scenarios. So I'm very confident that Mims is – going to be effective versus all types of coverage at the next level whenever we talk about guys that got dog in them like the all dog team i think that denzel mims is on that team i know your guy lynn bowden jr is on that team uh there there are a couple of these guys in this class man that got that dog and denzel mims is denzel mims tops the list for me who do you got at number three all right time to top the crack uh, time to crack the top three here, Alex. Uh, coming in at, <laughs> at number three at five foot 11, 188 pounds, monster 10 and one eighths inch hands, uh, peeled off the 427 at the combine, the eye popping 42 inch vertical. And of course, I'm talking about the junior out of Alabama, Henry Ruggs, who came in with a big, big score. And my model was the definitive number three in a, in a tier of his own at only 21 years old. I know a lot of people are talking about Tyreek Hill. I've seen some Brandon Cooks comps. I think a Mecole Hardman comp is fair for Henry Ruggs. And then, you know, some people are going to point to John Ross, obviously. And he, he could be one of these players that is draft, you know, drafted very high just from a schematic perspective. These coaches want a field stretcher like him. And I think we've been hearing that for weeks now that Rugs is going to go very, very early in the draft uh, for that exact reason. I mean, I was just a 17th percentile college dominator, um, 40 games played, uh, three years freshman through junior, 17 and a half yards per catch. This was the eye-popping number to me, 25 total touchdowns for Henry Ruggs on only 100 touchdowns, 100 touches. So one out of every four touches, Henry Ruggs scored a touchdown uh, in that. I didn't know that. 
Alabama offense. And he never eclipsed the 46 receptions in a, in a season. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, that's just not what the role was there in those blowouts with, with Alabama. He's very much a schematic player. And, you know, not unexpectedly, I thought he struggled a little bit versus a physical press with bigger corners at times. I, I saw that on the tape versus LSU who annually LSU is one of the best defenses to grade your wide receivers against because you get kind of a feel for more of NFL-style players and scheme uh, that they run there. But, I mean, God, I mean, I you know, with those big old 10-inch mitts, I don't think he's always the most natural catcher of the football, but certainly has good hands. And, and I, I see where the Tyreek Hill comps come from, Alex, because I think Ruggs is, you know, he's physical for his size. He's not as violent as somebody like – uh, Tyreek, but he's physical. And I mean, with the 25 touchdowns, you see, even at that size that Henry rugg shows up and he, 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 he shows his up body the for zone, these plays, man. dude. Yeah. He, he's got some dog in him. Like, yeah, you, and you've seen the video, you've seen the videos of him palming the basketball and doing all the 360 dunks. It's like, he's a baller. I mean, they dude, they have Jalen Waddle in that thing. They got Devonte in that thing. They got Jerry Judy in that thing. Those are four wide receivers that are, probably all going to be first round wide receivers in the national football league. And everybody talks about how Henry Ruggs is the alpha in that room. They all look to him like he's the leader in the alpha in that room. Um, you mentioned already about the giant hands, the fact that, you know, the multi-sport star, he's a 99th percentile spark athlete. I just, the only issue you can find with him, he's not really statistically, he doesn't statistically go that big in the offense, but that touchdown efficiency stat that you had earlier, that's really, really eye popping. And also, also, man, like Jim Nagy at the senior bowl, very, very plugged in, talks to all the scouts. I mean, shit, his job is talking to scouts and finding out who they like, who they want to see, who they want to see more of, what the lay of the land. If that guy would have put together a mock draft, he would win the mock draft competition at Huddle Report every year, right? Um, nobody, it's like a Gil Brandt or something, except literally it's, it's Nagy's job to go and mine this intel, find out who's who. He's down there in Alabama. He said, well, he, he tweeted this right after the senior bowl, right after, no, right after the combine. He, see, he tweeted out the video of Henry Ruggs running his 4-2-7 and said, there's your clear wide receiver one. He's the clear wide receiver one in the entire class. And at that point in time, it was a really hot – people were like, what? Ruggs? What about Jerry Judy? What, like, what do you, like he, he wasn't even the best wide receiver on his own team is what some people had said. But Nagy stuck by it. We've heard it more and more from NFL types. These guys value speed. You talked about it earlier, man. The ghost of Al Davis is – you know he'll, he'll, he'll roll over in his grave if he's available at 12 or wherever the Raiders pick and – and, uh, and, and and Mayock doesn't pull the trigger there. All right, we're down to the top two wide receivers in this class, both truly elite prospects. Alex, the top two wide receivers in this class are the both are the two best wide receiver prospects to enter the league since Amari Cooper in 2015. So let's just get right into my number two guy. This is the player that I think would be fair to say is the safest wide receiver prospect in this class at six foot one, 193 pounds, uh, nine and four eighths inch hands, the 32 and one eighths inch arms, uh, ran the four, four, five at the NFL combine. I'm talking about the junior from Alabama, uh, Jerry Judy and my comps for him. I had Odell Beckham, Santonio Holmes, uh, Jeremy Macklin, and obviously just an exceptional Route runner who looks like he can get. What about open. Calvin Ridley? What about Ridley? You don't remind you of Ridley at all. I, I put Ridley. I, he does remind me of Ridley. It's just when it's all said and done, you realize that he is 
he's an elite prospect on on another level. But he does have Calvin Ridley to his profile. I actually do. He's I do got have the that. great spade line speed, but you just when you look at Jerry Judy and all this, you get back, but 22nd percentile athlete because of those horrible agility testing scores that just didn't seem to make sense because he's the best route runner in the class. How can he not? How can he not do well in these change of direction drills? I, I, well, I and it was a mistake get. if you. It was a mistake if you got too low on Calvin Ridley because of those numbers. And I'm not going to do it with Jerry Judy. Uh, just an, I mean, a sensational route runner looks like he can get open against just about anybody. Obviously, has big, big play capability, and you know, I see a few drops here and there, but overall, strong, reliable hands. A player that is as polished as he is as a, a slippery route runner. I actually think Judy is pretty darn uh, physical. Uh, given his his stature, uh, so Jerry Judy is just I mean uh, an absolutely sensational prospect. I think is going to have an impact as a rookie immediately uh, for wherever he's selected, and I expect that to be uh, very very early on Thursday night, Alex. If you just want the guy that separates with ease and just looks like I mean just polish, well beyond his years, it's Jerry Judy. I, I just I worry. I mean I just worry a little bit. You know about him being a number one wide receiver in the league at six foot one, one hundred. He's just a little one hundred ninety three is a little bit smaller, right? Is it a little bit smaller than you would generally like? Where do you? I mean, do you see him playing? I mean, you guys, like, some people think he or? looks like Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown's one hundred ninety pounder. I think it's fine, Alex. I mean, you look at the Marvin Harrisons, the Antonio Browns of the world. Odell Beckham doesn't weigh a whole lot more than that. I, I, th- I think it's fine. You know, is he is he going to be Julio Jones? Probably not, but is he one of the most complete and highest ceiling, highest ceiling and highest floor prospects we've seen come out in the last five years since Amari Cooper? The answer is definitively less. I mean, yes. I mean, he he went against the stiffest competition in the country. He's played against cornerbacks who are going to the NFL. And he had great teammates. Who, he had teammates who were awesome. You know, vying and, for the and, and playing on a front runner team. Playing on a front runner team, of course, but. I mean, the big production profile coming out of one of the absolute best programs in the country and one of the best conferences in the country as well. Uh, I think you are nitpicking Jerry Judy if you're you're trying to manufacture a way to get him any lower in your rankings. And, of course, Alex, that leaves us with my number one wide receiver in this year's class. Uh, Just came in with an eye-popping grade for me. Uh, It was, you know – marginally higher than Jerry Judy, but my clear number one in this class. And that's the junior out of OU, C.D. Lamb, coming in at six foot, uh, two inches tall, 198 pounds, nine and two eighths inch hands, also with the longer 32 and uh, uh, one fourth inch arms. Uh, from From a physical profile, actually not all that different from Jerry Judy, a little bit taller, uh, a, a little bit bigger, and also an excellent route runner, you know, Alex. So I have a lot of folks, you know, they, they ask you, they say, well, why do you have C.D. Lamb ranked above Jerry Judy? And the first thing I tell them is it's probably not discussed enough, but those guys actually aren't all that different. They probably have more similarities than not, more similarities than anybody's given them credit for. But when it comes to C.D. Lamb versus Jerry Judy, Alex, I see Lamb as a guy who just plays a little bit bigger and has a touch more physicality. <laughs> 